witches. Welcome back to Witch the Vote with Paige and Erica. I'm Paige. I'm Erica. Um, and it's another exciting election season here in good old Salem, Massachusetts. We brought y'all coverage for our last city election and then for the 2020 presidential election. And now here we are again. We're back. With a lot to say. <laughs> a lot to say, you know, the gentle reminder that local city elections are super important and have so much to do with your life and your day-to-day, even though the big elections are sexier and, you know, more of a circus, maybe more fun to pay attention to. It's these little ones that make such a big difference in your community. And we have a really important election this year. Yes. And honestly, there's some entertainment factors in there that I would say rival national (laughs) politics. Oh, for sure. Because as always, local politics are a much smaller scale of what's happening on a national level. So the things that are happening in the news right now all across the country are also happening in basically every single city across the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, cities are really set up to be microcosms of the larger population. And so um, if you think that those lawn signs around town don't really have a purpose, they actually really, really do. And we, yeah, again, we have a, we've got a really important one. We have a lot of seats turning over on the city council and we have um, a mayoral election and we have our own sort of version of Trump's. We've got NIMBYs. We've got a whole cast of characters, good and evil, I would say. (laughs) Um, So here's why, as witches, you can get really hype about this election. Election day for the general election here is November 2nd. The moon will be in Libra, the scales of justice. And the witch's almanac for that day says, lose not substance for shadow. And so we've sort of seen that as a mission statement for us doing this podcast for, you know, witch the vote in general. And it's a way um, that we're really looking at the different candidates in this election as well, because, you know, I don't know, depending on the city, Some places may do it differently, but here in Salem, we don't have political parties on the ballot for these types of candidates. So we don't have Democrat and Republican candidates um, explicitly, but obviously all of these people fall on some sort of a political spectrum of, you know, sort of left to right. But, you know, just in the interest of like, keeping things, I think, really fair and not necessarily putting people in camps that maybe they wouldn't put themselves in. I think there's like one candidate in particular who sees herself as a liberal, even though we definitely don't share a lot of views or um, values with that person. So we are sort of looking at this as an election of substance versus shadow, because a lot of the candidates that we support and that we find the most compelling are the ones that really do have some substance to their campaign. And, you know, 
to to themselves, I suppose, to their like image themselves. And, you know, they have websites, they have Ask Me Anythings, they've done interviews. Um, you can really see where these people stand on different issues. And then there's sort of the other side who are very much like cult of personality type people. And they don't really have answers for issues they don't really have the substance and so we're kind of thinking of them as the shadow candidates and what's really interesting about this election too is that these shadow candidates really have created this divide themselves we're seeing um, mayoral candidates counselor at large candidates and ward counselor candidates basically banding together to form their own political party, essentially. Um, They've chosen representatives and delegates, and they've got agendas, supposedly, but it seems like their only agenda is stop everything. They're just obstructionist, whereas you've got these other wonderful candidates who we will get more into in future episodes who have action plans, who have references, who have experience and substance. Many of them have held jobs or have careers that align with sort of the kind of knowledge and education and experience that you would want from people running your city. So it's going to be interesting. So let's get into the like kind of quick and dirty of this. There's actually going to be two elections. There's one preliminary election, and that's going to be on September 14th. And that's to narrow down the mayoral candidates to just two. Right now, there are three. And then uh, also to narrow down some of the ward counselor candidates. And that pertains to wards one, two, four, and seven. And if you don't know what ward you live in, just Google, you know, Salem MA ward map, and it's really easy to find out. Yeah, Salem is divided into seven wards by neighborhood. Each ward gets their own counselor, and then the counselors at large represent the whole city. So the counselors at large won't be on this ballot on September 14th. What we'll see are if your ward has a preliminary race, and then everybody will see the mayoral candidates on their ballots on September 14th. You can also vote by mail this time around, which is really great news. And if you need an application for your mail-in ballot, you can pick that up at the House Witch store. We've got some on hand. So that makes it easier than ever. Obviously, the mayoral race is going to be on the ballot for this preliminary election. We're not going to get too into the mayoral race until after the preliminary election because we're pretty sure we know which two candidates are going to end up on the final ballot. But just for the sake of transparency, we are pro-Mayor Kim Driscoll. Yes. So Mayor Kim, the incumbent, is up against a former Ward 7 counselor, former president of the city council, right? For like a nightmarish term. (laughs) You know, I I blocked it out, (laughs) to be honest. I'm honestly jealous. (laughs) And he is definitely in the shadow party here. And then there is a third sort of wild card candidate this time around who turned in the exact number of signatures needed to be on the ballot for this at exactly the moment that, you know, City Hall was closing on the last day that he could turn it in. He is you know, also kind of falls closer to the shadow side of things, but there just isn't actually that much out there about where he stands on the issues. 
what there is <laughs> is a real wild ride of a Facebook page. And I highly advise anybody who maybe needs a giggle. Yeah, if you're looking to start somewhere light. <laughs> if, you, if you don't get what we mean by that these little local elections can be just as entertaining as bigger ones, check out Frank Perley III's Facebook page. It's a real hodgepodge. It's, you know, there's a little bit, it's a little bit Christian. It's a little bit protect the children. It's a little bit conspiracy theory. But then occasionally he goes rogue and says something like kind of insightful and good and um so i would say that he's really created his own side in all of this which is just the chaos side absolutely (laughs) absolutely and i'll just i mean i i can't not mention what my favorite post from frank perley the third's facebook page is and it's like a little cartoon you know like bitmoji of him with a quote that i'm assuming is him his quote your president is a cum sock puppet and and that man is running for mayor. And so this is what can happen when we lose focus. Yeah, <laughs> in small you know, I elections. mean like not to trigger anyone, but you know, in 2016, I think we all saw how, you know, a candidate that a lot of people thought was unwinnable then ran our country for four years. So never underestimate the power of the Frank Perleys of the world, I suppose. But we do feel pretty confident that the mayoral race will end up being between Mayor Kim and Steve Dibble. And to everybody out there that thinks that just because Dibble has a kind of different name, that an is- eye-catching name that is on a lot of yard signs throughout yeah. Salem and Peabody yeah. for some reason, which is troubling. Um, he is not... He's not as harmless as his name might make him sound. Yeah. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. We are aiming to bring you five to six episodes chock full of all of the information that you need to make good decisions around this election. And so you know you know, sort of where we will be voting and supporting based on our values, which, you know, if you know who we are or know anything about House Witch or Witch the Vote, you know, I would say we would identify as leftist, socialist. Witches. Who love the planet. So if you <laughs> are someone... that gets even close to any of those things, you'll probably want to vote for the same candidates as us. Yeah, especially because there's a lot of misinformation surrounding the values of a lot of these candidates. Salem being in such a really unique position as like this historic coastal city comes with a lot of challenges environmentally and as far as preservation and Candidates are really weaponizing those talking points. And because local elections don't tend to get as much coverage as state or national elections, it's really hard to know what to believe sometimes. And so we're trying to gather as much information as possible from 
the people who are spending all day screenshotting things and sharing things so that we can all make a really informed decision and really get excited about some of the candidates that are out there. Because there are, in addition to the shadow candidates, there are some wonderfully substantial people who are running that we want to get excited about. Something else to mention is that there is a Reddit board. What is Reddit? A page? A, a thread? <laughs> There's a, the, the Salem Mass subreddit is actually really helpful as far as gathering some of this information. We've been consulting the thread about the Salem election, and there's also threads about, you know, with AMAs, with some of the candidates, about some of the community groups that are endorsing these candidates. There's just, there's a lot of great information there. So we've been consulting that as a reference, and we'll link that in the show notes too. There are a couple Facebook groups if you're still on Facebook. (laughs) I wish I didn't have to be, but unfortunately, that's where a lot of this information comes from too. So we'll link those. And yeah, I mean, this is all really like crowdsourced information. Yeah. So our next episode after this one is going to be an interview with the absolutely iconic at-large candidate, Alice Merkel. Just one of our favorite people in general, as well as somebody who really should be representing. She's doing the work. She is doing the work. You know, and you'll hear in our interview just how much work she's doing. It's true. Alice Merkel, there there are like many copies of Alice Merkel just running around this town, helping out as many people as possible at any one time. So we Truly. were really excited to talk to her and really excited for you to hear our conversation with her and for you to vote for her because that's the bottom line. <laughs> so you will be able to hear that interview with Alice Merkel. And then also she is doing a little Ask Alice pop-up at the House Witch Store on the 11th from 1 to 3. Yes. But if we can get her to stay longer, then we'll get her to stay longer. <laughs> exactly. And then after that, we are doing a deep dive on Not for Salem. Yes. That is kind of the elephant in the room that we need to address before we start unpacking a lot of these campaign issues is this private citizen group not for Salem, which has really emerged as like basically a political party of this campaign. Those shadow candidates that we were talking about who are forming their, you know, delegation, um, a lot of them, if not all of them, are supporters of this one organization not for Salem. That's sort of the one cohesive thing mm-hmm. that, you know, we can say is definitely kind of a divisive issue. It's a red flag for sure. So, you know, it's got like a catchy slogan and real estate developers is like, sounds like a bad word to, you know, people like us, liberals and leftists and the like. But not for Salem is not for us. We are not for Not For Salem. Please don't be fooled. I know if you're here, you're incredibly smart and talented and know how to parse through information. But just on the off chance that their green signs got to you, no. Because there are a lot of them and they do 
you know, again, weaponize buzzwords like flood zone and <sighs> affordability and zoning. And they are really fear mongering the idea that Salem is being overrun by new people and the river's going to overflow and the water main can't take it. And they're not going to the root of, well, the issue is actually, well, we'll get into it in that episode. <laughs> but. Obviously, we have a lot to say about this, and we just want to make it clear right off the bat that we are not for, <laughs> not for Salem. <laughs> I, there's just no other way to say it except not Truly. for, not for Salem. So our next episode after that will be after the preliminary election. So we will know who the different candidates for all of the different wards are and obviously who the different at-large candidates are. And so we're we're going to do a deep dive into all of them. And that may end up having to be a two-parter, but that will be the next episode after Not for Salem is parsing out these candidates and who they are and what's going on with them. Yep, and we're hoping to get the League of Women Voters of Salem have sent out candidate interviews basically to I think everybody who's running in this election because the women voters are wonderful, wonderful people and another great resource that we'll link to. Um, so we're hoping to do a similar thing with some which the vote questions. And of course, Dear Sweet Alice has already completed that for us, but we're we're hoping to gather as much from the final ballot candidates as possible so we can get some stuff in their own words and not just in our words, because I got to tell you, <laughs> their words say a lot, sometimes while saying so little. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> After that, maybe the moment you've all been waiting for, we'll do a deep dive into the mayoral candidates. We have actually already interviewed Mayor Kim Driscoll for a past episode from pre-COVID 2020, if you can even remember back that far, if your nervous system can tap into who you were in January of 2020. I don't know that I can, so I, <laughs> I think I'll have to re-listen to that episode probably. Absolutely. But you can hear a little bit about what she's about and how she handles things. And, you know, we'll do as fair of a job as possible talking about Dibble, but, you know, in our direct experience with him, even just going off of that, we're not going to be able to make a great case for Steve Dibble. Yeah, I think we've been trying to be very diplomatic so far, but... um Dibblematic? <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess then we'll probably end up doing just like one last wrap-up episode right before the election. Like we said, we are really going to do our best to get this all covered. Obviously, this time of year going into October and all through October is a really busy time for Salem witches, but we feel committed to being able to get this information out and to be able to get y'all links to where you can find more information and the like. But if you're like me and you really have become best at absorbing information that is being spoken directly into your brain through headphones, we're here to do it. Yeah, we'll try and get this info to you in as many formats as possible. But also, if there are other things that we haven't mentioned that you're wondering about, I mean, we don't know everything, but we sure like learning. And we're happy to to do some digging and find things out if, if there are any listener requests. And if you yourself are an expert on any of this stuff that's going around town as far as you know, zoning and uh, the Salem coastline and, and all that stuff, 
we would love to hear some facts from you too because there are some non-experts shouting some non-facts that are wrong. So in the meantime, we just ask that you get really excited to vote, you get your friends excited to vote, and know that you can mail your ballot in. So if you're working on the day of the election or if you don't have a way to get to the polls or... Or you just don't want to go. Or you just don't want to go for any reason whatsoever. You don't even have to go, but you do have to vote. So thank you in advance. So thank you in advance for voting. It is also our intention to have some sort of outdoor event, hopefully, maybe, possibly on Salem Common the night before the election, a little ritual, group spell. So stay tuned for more about that. But in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram, at which the vote, Facebook, email, which the vote at gmail.com. Yep. Let us know what you think, what you want to know more about, how you're going to get 25 of your closest friends <laughs> to vote. Because, you know, the last thing that I have to say is just to know that in these elections, in these smaller you know, municipal elections. It is the most privileged people that come out to vote and usually not many others. There is just absolutely like a dismal kind of voter turnout figure for really like all of these kinds of midterm, you know, elections. But Salem is no exception. I can't remember the exact number. It was either 7 or 12% of people came out in the last one. And I'll tell you that a lot of that 7 or 12%, you know, like I said, are people who are voting because they are voting to hold on to their privilege. And that is not great for the rest of us. It's not great, but Part of that one vote of that 7 to 12% of people got a really great person elected in Ward 6 over a shadow candidate. One vote. Literally one vote. So, like, I know, you know, there are lots of different, like, voting campaigns about every vote mattering. And, you know, maybe it sounds really, like, cliche and unbelievable at this point. But believe it. In 2019, Meg Riccardi, Ward 6, one by one single vote. And her opponent is still like suing the city <laughs> over it. And I need you to know <laughs> that that one vote made all the difference in just everything. Just everything. So really important, get your friends out there, get your fam out there. We need the votes. Vote, vote, vote. 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 Thanks for voting. Thanks for voting. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. Bye, witches.